All right, on everyone's budgets, um, did everybody get their uh, their payoffs? So, like, just an estimate of your mortgage, just an estimate of your credit card, an estimate of loans. Remember, because I, to- I told you the first week there's not a place for it, but if you had debt somewhere, I wanted you to go ahead and... Uh, and write down just a rough estimate of the payoff. Don't have to be exact to the penny. You can even round to the nearest. I mean, it can be round to the nearest hundred, but even the nearest ten or twenty-five dollars or something like that, because um, we'll kind of use those more tonight. But um, this is week three. It's not going to take as long. Um, I have a visitation to go to after this is over, so I will try to get through it as quick as possible. Um, but financial payoff week three. Uh, what we're going to talk about is, I didn't use this thing last week because I was afraid. Now I'm using it again. Um, there are some different ways that we're going to talk about, uh, like, better getting your budget in, um, I guess, in motion. Um, so I'm just going to highlight some of them, and then we'll kind of describe each one. But um, overall, it sounds like everybody, you've changed some stuff, whether you're packing lunch every day, whether you're not going to convenience stores to stop and buy as much stuff. Um, and like I said, most of this, it, we haven't, we, this is only week three, so you've not been doing any of this a full month. So it's going to take some time. I'm hoping like in December, you're really going to be able to tell difference where you've had all this information for one solid month. And two, this month, you're going to be looking at your checking account, you're going to be noticing some expenses that you probably left out of your budget, which is fine because that's normal because we all forget stuff. But um, one way that we're going to kind of work on paying off debt and a saving and getting our budget like into motion uh, is the envelope system. Uh, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. There it goes. Uh, debt snowballing. That's the big thing. That's one of the things I mentioned on Facebook. Debt snowballing. Um, spreadsheets. Okay. Um, that I'll go through some of these and we'll talk about some examples. So these are just some things we want to focus on tonight. And if you have any questions, just raise your hand last week. Not a big deal. And we'll go through it as, um, as the night goes on. My sinuses have been draining. I'm about to take my fist and run it through this board. <laughs> just kidding. I won't do that because they're really expensive. And then just planning in general. Okay, so envelope system, debt snowballing, spreadsheets, and planning. Obviously, we'll do planning, but we'll talk more specifically about some ways that we can plan. Because um, they always say if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. All right, so first, uh, the envelope system. Has anybody ever heard of it before? Some yes, I think mostly no. Uh, Every expense on your budget has its own envelope. So, uh, (laughs) actually, I think it's kind of funny, and it's not really a stab at Dave Ramsey, but he actually sells these envelope system kits on his website. Um, he's trying to teach you to save money, but they're selling something. But they are kind of fancy. It's a neat little wallet thing. Uh, personally, what I would recommend doing, um, if you're going to do this, I would just go to the dollar store 
and get get a box of envelopes for a dollar. Or you go to Dollar Tree, and then they're definitely a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, don't matter the quality if you can really see through them or not. Because what you do, every expense on your budget is each going to have an envelope. And if you, if you budgeted for your electric bill and your utilities, because remember I said some stuff, especially winters and summer months, even your paychecks and stuff, it's not going to be exact. So take an average. And sometimes, I don't think Van- Vanceboro Electric does it, but like if you're on Fleming Mason, I don't know about Grayson rule, but they, they'll give you like an average amount. So like say for your electric bill, your electric bill, you're going to write electric and then you're going to write an amount of money that needs to go in that envelope. So if your electric bill, if you budget $100 a month, you're going to write $100. Water bill, if it's $30 a month, then write that. Whenever you go to get paid, you're taking what's on your budget and you're putting it in those envelopes in cash. So that's kind of the thing about this. You won't use a lot of checks. Um, if uh, Some people don't even order checks anymore. But uh, each thing on here, your, your phone and internet bill, it's going to have an envelope on it that says phone or internet or however you do it. Uh, your car payment is going to have an envelope. But whenever you are getting paid, that amount is going to go in that envelope, and it's going to stay in that envelope until you actually pay that bill. So you're going to have several envelopes, and you can reuse them because you're just using it as a place to store the money. Um, and that's going to help you actually figure out, too, okay, what do I have left this week? Now, if you're like some of us or on a, like some of the teachers are on a retirement, um, you're only going to get paid once a month. So it's kind of, if you, if you get paid more weekly, it kind of makes this a lot easier to do, in a sense, as far as breaking stuff down. I think once a month is good, too, though, on the other end of the spectrum, because you're actually getting all that money at once. You can go ahead and stick it in your envelope for the first of the month stuff. So envelope system, every line on here is going to have an envelope. Gas for your vehicle. I told you to try to figure out that. You're going to put gas in your vehicle. Um if you, like some, one of the things in my weekly budget that I take money out for, I, t- I put $30 in my wallet. I don't have an envelope just because I can, I'm, I've, I've trained myself to do it. But like uh, for when we go out to eat on Sundays, I put $30 to the side, and that's just for meals on Sunday. If we go to Second Street Dairy Bar in Portsmouth and I only spend $6, guess what? I've got some extra money. So does anybody have any questions at all? Do you see what I, if, if you don't understand it, that's fine. Just ask me. If you got any questions at all about the envelope system, this is one way that you're actually going to have, it's going to help you budget. And the thing is, just because I have extra money left after I went to the dairy, or the dairy bar, I don't need to go ahead and blow that. That needs to go in towards a savings account or just savings money, even if something's like $2.33. That seems crazy, but we got to do our money to the penny. So if everything's in an envelope, then you're going to know exactly what you don't have or what you do have extra, and you're going to see it. And if, if you, I've known some people that have told me that, like, once they pay a bill or, like, once that I do that $30 eat-out money, if I go over $30, I want to try not to do that. But in my mind, I'm already going to know if I plan on going over 30 it's because I've got money from somewhere else. But, like... Especially that can kick in on like utility bills. Um, say if you over budget for your electric bill and you're budgeting it for higher months, but maybe you've got 40 bucks left over in that every month. Just put that into something 
or shave it or put it put it towards something and that'll kind of kick in more during debt snowballing when i made this slideshow i actually had debt snowballing first i was like i'm gonna switch that and put the envelope system first because if you've got debts or bills you want to pay anything that's left over we need to get that into one place and not spend it first um even on like gas for your truck so maybe you didn't run that much you didn't make as many trips to town even extra money on that that's good just put it back in the envelope and set it to the side because that, that's kind of self-control which we got to have self-control if we're going to do any of this so does anyone have any questions about the envelope system y'all are so quiet just keep track of it somewhere but and that's fine and i'm not telling you change everything but from personal experience you'll be able to save more if you do it this way because it's not just staying in your checking account or if you do everything by phone and you've budgeted out 120 and say your phone bill comes to 115 then get on your online banking move that extra five dollars over in your savings i can't figure out how to move stuff on my app where do you bank at Usually banks, they'll let you do internal stuff is really easy on an app. Now, like I know one of the Ben's banks, um, if I want to do an external, I have to get on an actual desktop. But, yeah, maybe Val can show you that at the end of class or something. But if you do it online, I would really recommend that. You don't have to change everything. But if you're, you've got money left over after your budget, go ahead and move that money over before you end up spending it on something. Um, but it it, it, it kind of been like, oh, my gosh, that's kind of a pain in the butt to have to do that. But I'm telling you, if you start doing that, $5, $5 here, $3 here, $10 here, it's going to add up in a month. And you might have an extra 100 bucks. You'll start seeing it. I'm, like I said, I'm holding this because I'm recording. It's not because I'm crazy. I didn't bring my other thing tonight. So does anybody else have any questions on the envelope system? I'm getting really hot. Nobody else has questions on the envelope system. Vicki? How, how can you, like if you've got something already due this week, just start for next month, I assume? Yeah, how, however you need to split it up. Mm-hmm. And that's, like Ben gets paid every week. I get paid once a month. Um, so like I try to keep, for me, I try to keep stuff simple. Like I'm like, because his cell phone's paid for. I try to think, okay, when I get paid on the 25th, I need to pay my cell phone out of that and this and this and this. But if it's, if it's something that, if, you, if, you've, if you've got everything in your budget and you do have stuff left over, I would just go ahead and save it because hope the next thing, if we've done everything and we've got the money, it should be covered. I know sometimes it's not going to be, so you may have to do. But um, if you don't have... Let's say if something else is coming up due, um, make sure first we don't need to make an adjustment in our budget and change something there. Did I answer your question or no? Okay, because I made, I made my brain hurt. <laughs> so we didn't have school today, so apparently mine's asleep. So, um, yeah, every expense on your budget has its own envelope. And you might have 30 envelopes. I mean, depending on what you've got going on, and that's okay. But the whole point is that is to get it in an envelope. Like, like Josh said, I'm glad he brought that up because I didn't even think about that. Um, but if you've got it budgeted and you've got extra money left over, just do that. And you're able to. I mean, don't overdraw your account, but you're able to. 
because I know paychecks fall weird and bills and stuff, but you're able to, go ahead and move that in a savings account before you spend it. Because if you're not careful, it's in your mind that, oh, I've got that extra 20 bucks in there. I've also went to cash for pretty much everything that's not bills, like all my gas and stuff, because now I'm watching a lot closer, the pending is driving me crazy. Yeah, and some gas stations will take, well, call, I'll be honest, Collins' will take like three or four days before it finally comes out if you get Valero. So yeah, that and that is because if they, if that's not in your and once again if it's not on that budget paper, that that causes problems because you didn't plan on it. But then too, yeah, I'm like you if stuff that takes forever to come out and that's like one of the things like school fundraisers. I hate writing a check and but I understand why because the software and stuff that they use and everything they've got going on school secretary it's such a pain in the butt they only will do a deposit a couple times a month but there's one time where I've wrote stuff and it's like over a month but again that's why we need to have a check register so we know it's already calculated in there somewhere just don't have the check mark beside of it but yeah that I mean and if you pay cash in gas sometimes they'll still super quick do they still do that like so much cents off a gallon so yeah, and it and it, it's on your pending, and they tell you that like if you're going on a on a trip or something, and you don't have much money in your account, be careful. Some of the, a lot of the gas stations around Speedway always does a dollar, and Valero does a dollar. Like hold until it actually kicks out. It it just depends. It just depends because if they don't get their money and something happens. It's just an average on gas in the area, I think, is what they might do. Like, a t- like when I fill my vehicle up, it's like $60. So, and that's 26, 28 gallons. So then when I always took cash <laughs> for gas only. So, yeah, the, yeah there's crazy something. They, every, every place is different. And, that's, they, and a lot of them will have stickers on the pumps that saying, hey, we're, we might put a hold for this amount on your that's what they were saying. It's crazy. So, any more questions about the envelope system? All right. So, uh, debt snowballing. Okay. So, what is it exactly and how do you do it? Has anybody ever heard? This is mine, right, Levo? about two hours. Debt snowballing. Well, I promise. I mean, he's good. I promise I won't take two and a half hours. I don't have the voice for it tonight. But uh, that's snowballing. Ever notice, like, the whole concept, getting your mind first, is a snowball going down a hill. As it starts going downhill, what's it do? Like when you're building a snowman, it starts, it gets bigger and bigger, and you're gaining speed, you're gaining snow. It's getting bigger and bigger. So, um, as far as debt snowballing, um, we're going to look, and I've, I actually took a picture. I'm, I did like a little notebook doodle just because I wanted to actually, because I was like, if something else goes wrong tonight, I'm prepared. Um, so you're just going to start paying off the smallest debt. And it cut that off. It'll be online for the video tonight. But once it's paid off, you're going to use that money to start on the next smallest debt. So start paying off the smallest debt. 
once it's paid off, you're going to use that money that was for that bill to start on the next bill. And I, like I said, I, I, my, I write like a serial killer, but I did, um, I did write some notes so you could actually see it in effect. So that, that's why I kind of wonder your debt balances. I'm not going to look at any of these. You're not standing for show and tell. But if you got those balances in the column, you're going to need to start looking and see which one has the smallest balance. Not the smallest payment, but the smallest balance. All right, so what I have done, um, these are just some debts, and I just wrote down some random stuff. Uh, Visa, is like their payment is $120 a month, and here's their balance. And here's their balance. Uh, then they've got a student loan. That payment's two fifty a month, which is cheap for a student loan, by the way, because most of those are three or four hundred dollars. Um, that balance, and that's a low student loan, because usually people owe about thirty or forty thousand dollars at least when they graduate college. So they're trying to buy a house that's like seventy or eighty thousand, and they've got an insurmountable amount of debt. Um, so there's that, uh, and there's a car payment, two hundred dollars a month. Still owe $7,100 on the car. So I already put these in order for us on the balance. And like I said, we're not going by the payment because if you look, um, that's smallest, but then this, but then that, but we're going by the balance. Just because the payment's smaller, like that's 250 that's 200 but that one owes more. So always go by the balance when you're doing these. And here's their balances over here, 450 $2,430 and $7,180. So what we're going to do, how much does it say, how much does it say their $450 balance payment is a month of visa? Okay, so they've got, you're going to take your $120 and extra cash for the month. So that's why I was saying if you've got extra cash, instead of just blowing it, it's, it's hard to find a balance between what your savings and debt. Because I would recommend, like we talked about last week, try to get $1,000 saved up before you start doing this. But I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm not going to argue about it. And that's one thing. Dave Ramsey, he's super strict on all, you have all those seven baby steps. We, and obviously, like I said, he knows what he's doing. And he is super extreme about stuff because when you're upside down in real estate, literally millions of dollars, it's going to scare the crap out of you, to be honest. So you're going to change everything. Um, so you're going to pay your 120, your uh, 120 a month payment, and any extra cash until paid. Okay. So whatever extra, we're going to put it towards that smallest debt, and um, try to wipe out that 450 dollars. It's the balance. So if you look at it, depending on how much is going toward, you've got to look at your bills too because some of your credit cards are going to have like 29%. I've seen them even like almost 30% interest. So you need to look and see and make sure what's actually, and a lot of times now on credit cards, because they had to start doing this, it was federal law several years back, but they have to start telling you the breakdown. If you keep making this minimum payment, it's going to take you this long to pay it off. So that is if... I would even, I didn't put this on here, but I would even look at it in the sense, if you have a credit card that is not like insanely high balance, 
Look, even take into account not just your balances, but your interest rates. Because if it's going to eat you up in interest rates, we might need to try to tackle something that has a really high interest rate. And that is the first week, you remember when I showed the uh, Lending Tree commercial where he's in debt up to his eyeballs? That's probably the only, the only instance I would ever say go borrow more money to get out of debt is if you have a credit card that's got like a 30% APR or something. Um, and say Lending Tree has like a 15%, that's the only instance I would say to, re- to do that because get that 30% interest credit card is going to kill you. You're, n- you're never going to get it paid down. But that's not, I wouldn't, I would say look at your interest rates, but just the idea of saying, hey, come borrow more money to. But somebody sent me something the other day, and, a, and I don't, because banks can get information. Um, limited information, but like they knew I had, um, they knew I had a loan on a vehicle, and they knew the interest rate I was paying. So they sent me this thing. I was like, "Well, this it was a credit union, and then they had a lower interest rate." But I was looking. I was like, "Okay, that might actually be okay." Well, then they didn't know too much about it because the vehicle had to be like a fifteen or newer. Mine's a two thousand eleven. So I was like, "Well." It was like in fine print on the back, and I was like, well, I would have wasted all that time. But just kind of keep, keep that in mind that your interest rate, you do need to look at it, okay? So back to that. Um, so you're going to put the 120 push the extra, plus the extra to get that paid down as quick as possible. So once we knock out that visa, you're all right. I thought it was mine. I was like, oh, no. Once we knock out that visa payment, then which one's next? Student. Our student loan. How much is that a month? Okay, and what's the balance on it? All right, so that's going to be our next, our next lowest. So, so this is where the snowball stuff kicks in. So now, since our visa's paid, how much extra do we have a month to put? Have a month to put towards that other pay, that new payment. I'm sorry. It's okay. You have a message. Well, I, I bet, I bet the, I bet mine's like an angry message. I apologize. I sent Levi down there at about 35, and then normally they have stuff unlocked, but where there wasn't anything going on today. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I didn't wasn't sure if he's gonna be here because the Green Baby was sick. Okay, so we're just talking about debt snowballing. So what we're doing is we're taking. Uh, after we fill out our budgets, we're looking at our balances. So to do debt snowballing, we're going to tackle our lowest balance first. So we've already tackled this visa balance over here, and now we're going to move on to the next highest balance, and this is just an example, the student loan. So since we don't have a $120 a month visa payment anymore, we got $120 plus how much is our monthly payment for student loans? Plus the regular, yeah, plus 250 is your regular payment, plus extra cash that you have if you've been able to save any. Do I stink? Okay, I thought I smelled bad. I probably do, you don't have to say anything. Thanks, Josh. So <laughs> you've got 120 from the other bill. The two fifty that's your regular payment for your student loan, and then any extra money that you've got, okay. So that's why I'm saying if you do the envelope system, we talked about an envelope system. That's where every bill has an envelope, 
and then you put that money in there, and if there's extra, you need to put it to the side. Josh mentioned that he pays everything online, so if you notice that you've got 20 bucks left over, your bill wasn't that much a month, do an online transfer and transfer that into savings account so it's there. So then we're going to do that until that $2,400 is paid off. That's going to help us pay that off quicker because we're not just doing the $250 a month. We're doing an extra $120 plus any extra money we have. So that's like an extra half payment, possibly more depending on how much you're able to save. All right, so then once we pay that, then we move to the car because it was the next highest uh, or next lowest, excuse me, um, loan amount balance. So then we had 120 from Visa that we were not having to pay anymore. So instead of just blowing that money on something that we don't have to have, we got to remember the big picture that we want to get out of debt. And then we're taking the 250 from the student loan payment we don't have anymore. So that's an extra $370 that we can put on our car. Well, that's an extra payment and a half each month. So if, if, if uh, I didn't break this down, but if you want to do the math tonight, if you're just bored and need a reason to fall asleep or need a help to fall asleep. You can just figure that up. If you're taking off an extra, so every month that you pay is actually two and a half months. And that's your principal. Yes, yeah, and that'll all go towards, and be careful because banks are sneaky. If you're paying something online and you do more than the actual payment, a lot of times they will say, is this towards your, is this principal only payment or are you doing this in place of your next month's payment where they'll break it down into interest and you have to specify that. Because if you just send that in or just do it online and don't specify that it's principal only, you're probably going to lose at least half of that payment to interest. So keep in mind that that's an extra payment. And then even if, you're ne even if your next payment's due tomorrow, you're still going to have to pay your regular payment so it's on top of that. But if you're paying two and a half payments at a time, you're going to have that thing paid off really quick. So that, that's what they call it snowballing because snowballing, as you're going downhill, technically you're kind of going uphill because things are getting better, but um, as you're going down, you're gaining momentum, you're gaining snow, you're gaining um, the ability to pay off more debt. Another good thing, though, if you like, uh, buy anything, to get it on interest-free, and you can pay it off a lot faster, too. Yeah. Like we did both tracking, it just went down fast. You can, yeah, that, if you can do that on... Um, Big Sandy is the biggest ripoff ever. They do no interest, but their stuff is junk. She loves it. But, yeah, if you can get stuff no interest, um, do that because it does help. I noticed on cars, they don't do that as much as they used to on vehicles as much anymore. Used to, it was either like 0% on 60 months. That's not, it's still around, but it's nowhere near like it was a few years ago where, and you're probably seeing that all the time, doing auto loans at the bank, but it's not like it used to be. But yeah, if you can get stuff 0% interest, like she said, um, look for that too on stuff. But remember, everything's still got to fit in your budget. Any other questions or comments on uh, snowballing debt? Okay, we're good. All right, next. Um, spreadsheets. Okay, so this one won't really take super long to explain. Um, but um, I have it set up in my phone because I'm a nerd. I have like 
a monthly budget in Excel where I already have everything, have all my income typed in, all my expenses typed in, and I have a separate column, which I have to go in and change that per month, but I have a separate column that keeps track of all my balances on, um, well, all we write right now is vehicles and uh, land. So it's got all those. So I've got uh, expenses, I've got income, and then I have my balances. But on that spreadsheet, um, I have one of those in my phone. And I've, Has anybody ever heard of Dropbox? It's just like an iCloud storage. Like a, you pay for it yearly, but it stores everything online. Um, and you can pull it up from any device. Either I could log on that computer and get on my Dropbox. Um, I have it on my phone. So I've got this Excel spreadsheet in there so I can pull it up wherever I'm at as long as I have cell service or if I've saved it on my phone. But what I can do in a spreadsheet is you can do the what-if analysis. So you can add an extra expense and punch that in. And I've used it before just for example when we've been at a car lot. Um, if, I, if they're telling me it's a payment amount when I'm looking at a car, I'll go in that spreadsheet and I'll type in, okay, $350. It'll automatically calculate everything, and it'll tell me how much extra I'm still going to have a month. J just like, it's pretty much the same thing as this piece of paper is. It's just, it's electronic, and I can change it like right then and there. So if you ever hear somebody talk about what if analysis, it's because you can punch in numbers, and it'll give you an answer right there. Um, that might be something that you, you may want to make um, for when you go to places like that, just because it's, it's digital, and you're not sitting there with a pen and paper trying to figure everything up. But um, any kind of major pur purchase or even going in there, you can go ahead and play around on some stuff. Um, say if you get rid of bills, you can just go in and start taking how much extra you're going to be able to pay towards a month. Because um, what, what I've done too, say that, well, like I, I had our house payment in there. We paid our house off back in July. So I took that, t that house payment money and I put it down in like a savings column. And what I've been doing is paying it on another payment. But it's still on my budget. I mean, I could have added it in. Like, I, I got a razor back in the summer off a of buddy. I got a really good deal on it. But I could just put that in with that. But I've still got it down there at the bottom, too. So I know that if an emergency happens, I've still got that house payment. It doesn't always have to go right straight to the razor. But you can do things on a spreadsheet. It'll just give you an, an amount instantly. That's kind of nerdy. I know, but um, just typing stuff like that in so it's just at your fingertips. You don't have to figure up on your paper and scratch and use a calculator and everything else. It just does it for you. So uh, those are a good idea. And there's actually some, um, there's some apps. There was one that's called Mint, M-I-N-T. I don't remember if that you pay for that one. But it pretty much it's like having an envelope system on your phone. It just tracks everything. Um, and some of those will even give you notifications if you link them with your bank accounts, it'll tell you, it'll already know when everything's coming out for the month, and it'll tell you why, why you can't budget something. Um, Mint, I'm trying to think. There are several different ones. I, Dave Ramsey, I want to say he might recommend Mint. I'm not sure. But it, it's like a paid service. But if that's something that you would need help with and that's how you want to do it, look into it. It may work. But usually they have free trials or something.
Any questions about minority spreadsheet? No. Okay. All right. So last is planning, and some of this stuff might seem like common sense, but um, has anybody went through this stuff so far, like over the last couple of weeks, and been like, "Why didn't I think of that before?" Yeah. So, but this is just some other ways to save money. Uh, meals. As far as meal planning, um, I know sometimes schedules are that are hard to do because you don't know. Like us, I never know a lot of times if we're going to be home or not. It's like tonight I need to go to the funeral home. I knew I had this, but try to plan ahead as much as you can. Look at your schedule for the week, but plan on meals because that can help when you're going to the grocery store. If you know exactly what you're going to cook, that's going to tell you exactly what you're going to need, and that'll also help you on your budget because really what we need to start with is our budget first and figure out how much money we have. Because if we've only got this much money, and it's a small amount of money, we probably don't need to be buying ribeye steaks. So just meal planning. Um, and it is, it's hard to eat healthy. I know a lot of times on a super cheap budget. Um, but things like grilled chicken breast and like tilapia fly. I cook grilled chicken breast or tilapia flies a lot and then just like, uh, vegetable steamer bag. That stuff's not too bad. Aldi's is a really good place to shop. Uh, there's other places that have deals, but as far as like frozen meats and um, produce and stuff, they're super cheap on stuff. They've always got crazy deals. But plan your meals. Yes. Yeah. They um, and they get they get produce trucks a couple times a week, but they're they have it. And just be careful because while you're there, there might be like this really nice comforter set that you want because they have the most random stuff in their store a lawn chair um and they put that stuff right in the middle of the store so you'll buy it but just have you ever been in aldi they're the closest one here is in portsmouth but it's it's a german-based store they're in america but they pay their cashiers like 12 or 14 bucks starting out um they don't do bags, though. You can buy bags. They just scan your stuff and put it back in the cart. And they have a cart return system. It's a quarter for a cart. But they do that so people take their carts back and get their quarters. So that's one less person they have to pay to. But but I was like, I was like gosh, that could never be American because it's too much thinking. But it's German stores, but they're pretty cool. And they've got some really, like, uh, well, there's a lot of German foods in there, just kind of random stuff. No, you can buy them. That's what I, you can you can buy them, or you can bring your own. Yeah, you got they got boxes and stuff for stuffing or whatever. We don't have the gas in our budget to drive to Russellvale. Yeah, you have to go to South Point, so you're up there. Yeah. Um, so planning trips. Um, even like, cause where we live, Walmart is not close if that's where you shop and you may not think of it, but gas fuel adds up if you're driving to Portsmouth or Maysville or wherever. So even planning your trips, like, um, probably not a good day to go to the store the day before payday cause you're probably not going to have any money. So plan on going like payday or after, but even like vacations and stuff, um, Plan, I think we talked about this in week one, but if you're going to plan a vacation, go somewhere where you can afford. Um, I know some people, which, well, 
I wasn't thinking of Andrea at first. I was thinking of one of their cousins. But, like, they go to Disney all the time. But it's, like, super... They don't pay anything for anything hard. Compared to, like, if I would try to book a Disney cruise or something, or a Disney vacation, I'd probably end up paying $2,000 for one person. I kid you not, they'll do it for seven or $800. Just because they, they've done it so many times, they know where to get that stuff. So, not necessarily... Oh, is that what you're going to do? Yeah, just make sure get off work. Oh, see, so she's planning. So even planning on your trips, um, going somewhere that you can't afford, um, not just grocery and weekly, you know, out-of-town trips, but big vacations, plan that stuff ahead. If, you, if there's somewhere where you and your family are wanting to go, where does that need to go? In the budget, we got to start planning ahead for that. I told you when I was a kid... Um, my parents, they would just book a vacation on a credit card. They would pay it off, you know, within a couple months. But really, I'm thankful that we went to the beach all the time. But think ahead. If there's stuff that you can start saving towards or even going off-peak, that's why now everybody's like, why don't they do away with fall break? Well, everybody goes on vacation now for fall break because it's so much cheaper than going in the spring. Um, I, well, we went down to St. Pete here a couple years ago and stayed in a hotel the flights down and back were only like $130 both ways, and that was with luggage. And then we ran a hotel, and the hotel rates were, and the ocean was still warm enough to where we could get in it. So just even just plan your trips. Make sure that if, if it's if somewhere you want to go, put it in your budget. Um, even uh, just check around for stuff, because I, I know people even talk about like Great Wolf Lodge. It's ridiculous to go on the weekends. So uh, that might be something that you need to arrange in your schedule to go Somebody told me that they were going, like, Monday and Tuesday of Thanksgiving break. So just plan ahead and looking for deals and, and making sure that you've got the stuff and the means to do it. Plan a year ahead, too. It's cheaper. Yeah. Cheaper deals. Or there's some stuff if you have vacations and, you know, vacation money set aside. Um, if you wait till like, a week or two before a cruise and you're able to go, you can, like, go for nothing. Because they have all these rooms and, and they're, they have to fill them, so they're going to try to get anything. So a, a ticket that was once like a thousand dollars, you might get it for like three or four hundred bucks, um, if you're like a spur of the moment and can get off work. But um, just planning your monthly expenses is one of the last things, and I know that seems like that's what we've been doing the whole time. But you have to you have to plan ahead. You have to write down your expenses, even like from the convenience store stops to getting gas and um, it's just important to do that to save money and I know some people they may they say well I don't I don't want to save anything I don't want to but if you're if you're saving and there's something you want down the road a dream you have or something you've always wanted to do or something you've always wanted to have and you've got the money saved Maybe should have been saving all along to get that. So just make sure that you're writing down all your monthly expenses. That um, you take everything into account. And even after the class is over, like I said, there even may be stuff that you forgot to write down. But that's okay. We got budget sheets. Um, we got all kinds of stuff. So uh, envelope system... 
Debt snowballing. Debt snowballing is the biggest thing. But to me, to get to debt snowballing, you have to have the envelope system. Because if you don't know exactly how much you're going to have left over extra, it's kind of hard to do that extra amount because you don't know. But even if you don't have any extra, you can still do debt snowballing because you're going to start focusing on that one note or that one balance, if it's whether it's a note or loan or whatever you've got, and try to tackle it. If we want to tackle it faster, then we need to start pinching pennies everywhere else. Um, and I, even, I told you guys the one week that even a convenience store purchase, if you, if you do something every weekday and spend three bucks, candy bar and a pop, that's 15 bucks a week, and then a month, and then it was like, I think, $720 or something a year that that kind of stuff adds up to that we just don't think about. 